go into the meeting with the idea that you're going to meet somebody new, mm. that it may be an opportunity to serve somebody. What is up, our Legacy Ninjas? Hold on here. That's a change. Legacy Warriors, let's go make some noise. Let's go make some uh, ruckus here. The power of a conversation can be such a unique thing. It's a matter of the type of conversations that you are having. If you're going deep, you can find new things, new perspectives. But if you're staying surface level, you're going to stay stuck. So tap into the conversations and go out there and make a big change by listening to other people. See if there's something that you're missing because of the power of conversations. With the conversation, if you want to be part of the conversation, there's actually a new platform, Potapilio, out there that you can actually go clip clips from the audio of the episode and share it with everybody else. So you can become part of that conversation. So Potapilio can be found on your... Uh, app store it's p-o-d-o-p-o-l-o if you want a better listening experience when it comes to podcasts go download it use the referral code two native sons the number two native sons all together enjoy the conversation we love having you part of the conversation let's go out and make a ruckus legacy warriors what's up our fellow legacy ninjas uh scott brant patch marconi Coming in with Legacy Digging with Two Native Sons. And it is one of those unique aspects when you have conversations with people and what can come out of those conversations if you are going about it the right way, I guess. I don't know. Because can some people start a conversation to try to turn it into some unnecessary evil potentially? I don't know. So explain more what you mean by unnecessary evil, because well, I, I've definitely had conversations where people where it went in a different direction, um, and I was definitely befuddled. I think it, it depends on the person's intention with the conversation, because you can really direct a conversation in the way you want it to go, uh, especially if you're trying to get somebody to buy into your viewpoint and maybe they aren't very strong-willed or they aren't mentally strong to not uh, get obliterated or end up getting manipulated into the conversation. And so I think it, that's where we're looking at is these conversations that you have. What's the intention of the conversation? Yeah, I think that brings a whole point to it, but conversation is a life skill. Mm-hmm. And we're getting further and further away from it. Yeah. <laughs> I was having this uh, conversation the other day and I was talking about how just little pageantries mm. go away the longer you're in a relationship. And I'm not saying it has to be like a relationship with a partner, just the longer the relationship is in general. Yeah. Friendships, um, romantic, whatever. One of the things that I notice with within my own marriage is that people or people I said people us right <laughs> me and my wife is that we no longer have those little I don't know I guess honeymoon conversations oh, okay um it's now a command and demand relationship yeah well I think that also is just being mindful about the situation the direction that things are going sure and there's a comfort level right before it used to be like Hey, sweetie, I hope you're having a good day. Thinking of you. <laughs> hey, would you mind going to the store and picking up something for me? Oh, sure. No, no problem, babe. I got you, right? Now it's like, 
hey, I need you to go to the store and pick this up on your way home. <laughs> what time are you going to be here, right? And again, there's a comfort level. Everybody kind of goes through that. and But it is funny to watch the dynamic change. Yeah. And I think with business relationships and conversations, a lot of times you have some people who have those honeymoon things because they're new. Mm. And so they come to the conversation and you get one of two different perspectives you get the one that basically is hey i'm dead set i need to tell everybody about what i do i'm Mm. taking as many meetings as possible and then you get the other perspective where they're learning they're absorbing and so you don't know what's going to resonate with either one when somebody is new Mm. i just know that you can tell very early on in the conversation if this is somebody very new and that conversation could lead to months and years of a long-term partnership relationship Yeah, could lead to some of your super fans that we've talked about or your true fans, not your only fans. Um, <laughs> well, that could happen. It, no, it could, it could. <laughs> uh, well, and some people may come for that for the intent too. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think what is it that the focus is on the intention, like you talked about, yeah, that often times will lead the conversation. I got to the point, and I think I shared this with you when I first started, was I was direct messaging, cold calling everybody that I knew, yeah. everybody in my phone. And I can tell you how that went. <laughs> I bet you can guess. <laughs> and the conversation literally changed about three months in because I was not getting the results. Mm-hmm. But what I also realized is I had this flexibility to be able to pick and choose how I spent my time. So I began basically just catching up with people I hadn't talked to. Mm. I stopped talking about the business. Yeah. And I just started started spending time investing into getting to know people again. Yeah. But I think it's interesting because when we look at the idea of uh, digging your legacy, you have to have the conversations. But I think it also comes down to the fact that people have the fear factor of not having the super in-depth questions or the conversations because they've been torn down. They've had other people that have tried to like get, get them away from their dreams, their visions. And then you also have some people that we know in the coaching realm that they're very linear and it is like, if you're not here, you're not going to get here, which is a crazy thing when you think about it especially in the coaching realm because you are there just to guide somebody be along with them on their journey but they have to walk it and so I think you can't shut somebody down because if you think it's not going to work out because of what you've seen your past experiences this person may be an outlier and so if there is something there that they're trying to chase support it and maybe have some questions to have that a little bit of the realistic approach but don't go tear people down and say you can't do it because of your previous experiences or you're looking at the conversation and it's like, okay, I've had this conversation before with somebody else. And that's the issue that we have when we have conversations with uh, people a lot of times is, oh, here's the previous experience. This is going down the same road. So I know exactly what you need to hear. And it's like, you can't do that. Like, you have to ask the question, this person is this person. Everybody else is different. 
but we try to box everybody into the same box, which doesn't do anything for us. We are creatures of comfort, but everybody tries to have this cookie cutter approach, one size fits all. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna give a two million dollar uh piece of advice here, right? And take this for what it's worth. It's it's been very successful for me, my business, but don't go in there with an agenda. Mm. Don't go into a meeting thinking that you're going to get an opportunity to pitch. Don't go in there thinking that this is a potential sale. Go into the meeting with the idea that you're going to meet somebody new, mm. that it may be an opportunity to serve somebody. Because the minute that you start talking more than the other person in the conversation, you lose interest that person is probably walking away saying, this is mm. not a great conversation for me. Yeah. Because all you did was literally talk about yourself. If you go into the conversation and you find yourself not talking at all, you are going to walk away feeling like this was a waste of your time. Yeah. Okay. So what we talked about at the very beginning was conversation is an art. It is ebb and flow just like waves crash and they come back out and come back in mm. the conversation needs to be the same exact way mm. and you have to find what it is and you have to kind of tie it into what you're hearing but if your intent is hey i'm going to pitch to you no matter what <laughs> and before you leave today you will know what i do and yeah. how i do it you lose mm-hmm. right if you go into this thinking oh well I'm a coach, I'm a this, and so you should listen to me because I can help you. You may or may not be able yeah. to help me. And in an hour, if a half-hour conversation, if you rush the conversation, if you have to go, you probably didn't get a chance to really get to know somebody, mm. right? Yep. And a lot of times, if you're talking for that 30 minutes, man, you already lost. Oh, yeah. I think it's interesting because if you go in potentially with the idea that you might not be able to help this person, it puts it in a different light. But I think how many people, because if you bring that to the table and you're having a conversation with a client, you're like, I might not be able to help you. How many people are going that route and actually presenting that to whoever they're talking to? Because they assume that their product and their solution is, is for everybody. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. Because everybody wants this in their minds. They they think that if they decline a client mm. or if that they say no to a client, that they're missing on opportunities. They think that, you know, because they're thinking with their pocketbook. Oh, yeah. They're thinking with, you know, their what's right for them. Mm. Now, right off the bat, to me, somebody that says, hey, you know what? This is just as much of an interview for you as it is for me. Mm. All of a sudden, the mentality switches, mm. right? No, not only for you, but for the potential client. Yeah. Because now the person says, well, wait, hold on. Why, why are you interviewing me? I'm the one looking mm. for a coach, <laughs> right? And it's, for lack of better terms, it's a mind fog. Yeah. But this is not something to use to take advantage of people, but it does automatically differentiate you because now they realize, wow, no wonder why somebody wants to work with you or why so many people trust you and why I was referred to you because you can be selective. Yeah. 
because I promise you, I don't know if you've seen this video on TikTok. This guy, um, you know how they like fall off the yeah, wall you. and Shut pick up, up on yeah. the trampolines. Yeah. And, anyway, this guy was talking about the path to entrepreneurship mm. and, and the goal of getting to the top was how many times did he fall down and how oh, did he yeah. rise back up, right? And so the same thought process too is... If you take on some of these clients that are not a great fit because you didn't do your due diligence, mm. because you led with uh, what was good for what you thought your pocketbook, yeah. rather than what was good for your time, what was good for your family and the decisions that are impacted or whoever you spend your time with, wherever you go to, yeah. you are now taking time away from that mm. because you didn't vet and you didn't take the time up front. Instead, you just said yes. Yep. And what does that do for you? That creates so many more headaches. You've got the client you've got to deal with who now you perceive to be a problem. Mm. Uh, it's a time waster, quote unquote. <laughs> How many people have you heard say, man, I think if I could, I would go back and I wouldn't take that client. Yeah. Well, or I... they say, oh, I have that client, but... I got to deal with it because it's a lot of income. <laughs> it's one of those things because it's not, it's like the, the bottom line of the money situation. Let's think about the money. And that's all that's ever thought about. But it's like, this is, are we playing the long-term game? Because if this isn't a good fit, like you're going to stress yourself out. You're going to stress out that client. And so I think it's kind of interesting because we know people that are launching podcasts and it's it's interesting to see the guests that they have come on their podcast and it's how it's that inner circle that they have and it's people that they know. And I think it's the comfort factor. But if you really want to have an engaging conversation, you really need to bring people in that's not part of your normal circle that is going to challenge you. And I think maybe I did highlight it on the last episode. I don't remember, but the Jay Shetty quote of find people to be part of your circle that will champion for you but also challenge you because you don't want that uh, echo chamber. You don't want the yes man, yes woman. Uh, but a lot of times the comfort factor and not really being comfortable with the unknown. I think there's two different factors that play into that. Obviously you don't want to have all yes men mm. or women, right? You want to have somebody that challenges the way that maybe you go about something or the way that you think you, you, you do want people who disagree with you mm -hmm. because it allows you to see full perspective and full view. There is also a piece where of course you're going to go and utilize your tribe to help you mm -hmm. because that's who you trust. Those yeah. are the people who support you. But when you stay only in your tribe yeah. is I think when you run into the issue of what you're talking about, of seeing the same thing, the same people doing this, you know, and um, I'm going to use and put this term out there and it, people are going to be offended. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you know, you don't, you don't get to choose. No, I, I just, offended. no, I, no I'm, I'm just going to tell you because you are going to be disgusted when you hear it. It is called business incest. You're laughing, <laughs> but think about it. There are so many people that operate off of this business incest mm. and <laughs> refuse. I'm telling, I know, I know. But when you hear that, all of a sudden you feel disgusting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but think about it. How many opportunities are you missing 
if you're not mentoring, mm. if you're not guiding new people, right? How many opportunities are you missing because you automatically shut someone down because of where they were at when you first met them or where you mm. were at, right? So if you're not open to welcoming those doors again, if you automatically discredit people mm. because they started on a journey, maybe they've grown, but because of your inter- one interaction. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the term speaks for itself, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. But when, when there are going to be people who hear this and they're going to be like, that's foul. Yeah. Right. But so is maybe your business plan. Mm. So is maybe your business model. Because if you stay with the same people for years, and I'm I'm not saying that you can't have loyalty. Yeah. Right. But the nature of us as human beings is that we have to work really hard at relationships yeah. most relationships are not long term mm. and the ones that are you've spent a lot of time to cultivate that yeah right even think of how many people who haven't talked to their parents who haven't talked to their siblings mm. in years months they don't even live in the same city and then you got some people where they just talk every single day yeah right that's hard work to put that in and so can you really think that you're going to work with somebody for the next 30 years for the next 10 years Hell, even for the next two years. Mm. So when you think about what the long-term play is, yes, you should be warm and you should be welcoming to new ideas, new people. You can have the same uh, relationships that you had with previous people. But understand too that most people are also climbing the same ladder that you are. They are also meeting new people along the way. And so for you to sit there and hold somebody back to say, but it's just you and me. Yeah. We grew up in this together, blah, 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 (laughs) right? Like, you know, when it was us against the world, you know, when business mom and dad were, when odds were against us, we only had each other. Like, no, stop. (laughs) Stop the incest (laughs) and learn to embrace new relationships. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's important, though, because it opens up the ability to find new ideas, find new approaches. But that's also being open-minded to go and push your own boundaries to push your own belief system because a lot of times people won't question their belief system they'll just run with it and then they end up finding those individuals that match their belief system and then they kind of push off the people that maybe rub them the wrong way or doesn't present as they would and then you miss out on a whole opportunity really for that growth piece because the challenges are there to push you. Well, there's, yes, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think there's certain parts to where people don't realize that people are repeating the things that are mm. relevant to them in that moment, yeah. right? You may be going through a struggle and you're constantly saying things like, you know, I just, uh, I can't seem to get caught up mm. or you know, I'm just having some troubles with uh, this particular client, right? And it's you're you're trying to word it, you're trying to differentiate it because you don't want to say I have a problem. Mm. You don't want people to know that I'm struggling. You don't want people to understand that you know you're a human being and that you're on 100 percent of the time. Mm. Everyone already knows you're not, yeah, because nobody is. Sure, right? You can show up and be the best. For a hundred days, let's just say, and on the hundred and first day, maybe you you're not even in that fifty percent time, right? Maybe you're in the the bottom ten, 
that is okay. Yeah. You know, we always use sports as, you know, a comparison. But, man, Steph Curry can take 30 shots and make 13. And then the next night he can be 24 of 26. Oh, yeah. And nobody's going to question if he's still a damn good player. Yeah. Possibly one of the greatest to play. Nobody's questioning him night in and night out, no matter how good or how bad he's shooting, because he's proven that he will do it time and time again, and he can do it in the clutch. So, you know, give yourself some grace. Mm. You know, it's crazy to think that this misconception that we're putting out there that, yes, I'm the perfect dude all the time in my business. I hit the mark that I don't struggle with my kid or my wife or my family or even my business troubles. But social media tells me I need to post the content of all the things that are clean. Oh yeah. Right. Like get dirty. Yep. But you know, here's the crazy part too. When you are willing to be vulnerable, when you are willing to cross that line that other business owners are not, that yeah. other entrepreneurs are not, guess who's going to flourish? The person that's showing up. Because it's real. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting, though, because the other conundrum you might get into is with the content. It's like, I've already talked about this seven, eight times. But the thing is, like, it takes some time and you'll have potential people that find your content and maybe they haven't seen the previous information. And so this could be the first time that they're coming across your content and it may be the message that they need. But if you're worried about the idea of I've already spoken on this 10 times, you're going to potentially miss out on somebody that needs your message because of that judgment piece and saying, I've already talked on this multiple times. You know, I think what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and create our own niche for coaching. And we're just going to be the you suck coaches. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you the very worst things ever in that very first conversation. And you're going to hate me and you're going to walk away. And then you can go talk to Scott immediately after that, and he'll tell you all the things of, well, you've already heard all the worst things, yeah. so you can only go up from here. Uh, because this is the mentality that, that we live in, right? We want this huge praise for all the small and really all the things that you should be doing on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis, right? And for the first time ever, it's the Truman Show for every single person <laughs> in the world, yeah. right? And for some reason, certain industries uh, certainly feel like that they deserve a lot more than Mm. what they put in there. But essentially, I mean, this is your day-to-day life. You should be doing those things. You shouldn't need the praise and the highlight to be able to go and take your client to an open house. Mm. You shouldn't need the praise to show that your client bought a vehicle from you. (laughs) You shouldn't need to post the social media aspect that... You know, that you cleaned a floor. (laughs) But from the visual aesthetic, it is very pleasing. It's, you know, because of whatever that person who's seeing it is going through. Right. It is very satisfying to watch a bunch of things go on a crusher on TikTok and just watch it get decimated. Yeah. Right. But if you think about that, how many of those things are things that are really eating at us from the inside? Mm. Right. So because... I am in a professional setting, quote unquote, and I spend so much time having these conversations in a professional manner. I think for me, watching that crusher, watching the things 
get destroyed are like the things that I want to say. Mm. But it is a way of being able to release and to be able to vent and all those things. So for the first time ever, like I said, being in that everybody's in this Truman Show. Yeah. It is a rat race in itself mm. to stay relevant. It's a rat race in itself to get the likes and the hearts and the comments and the interaction. Part of it is good business. Yeah. But most people are doing it unintentionally. Most people don't treat this as if I have an opportunity to serve somebody. They're not treating it yeah. as a, if I post this, that I could be vulnerable, but I could also lead a client, uh, get a client, or I could inspire somebody else to take action. Yeah. Most of it is, I'm posting because I know I need to stay relevant. Yeah, I think it's it's uh the relevancy stuff, but you can only do so much on that one. And that's where you've got to find different ways to stand out. It comes down to where's your validation come from? Mm. Is your validation in hearts and likes? <laughs> A lot of people are, though. Is your validation in how many followers you have? That's all the vanity metrics. And so that's why I think seeing the flip with Gary Vee and what he preaches now and what he highlights is such a unique, like that whole pivot situation for him now where it's getting away from the the vanity. And like, I don't, you don't see him really cussing as much now than what he was doing before, but it's the, the growth and the journey piece that we all go on. Well, here's something that we've, that, no, I've never seen anybody highlight. Gary Vee doesn't use high-end technology to get his content out mm. there. He's very consistent in using a cell phone yeah. or having somebody use their phone. Have you ever seen Grant Cardone use a cell phone in his videos? Never. I don't think so. Gary is not afraid to just use what is there. Yeah. He's not afraid to, to jump on different platforms. He's not afraid to say, fuck, I don't want to go into real estate like yeah. everyone else. <laughs> what I love is that like... Man, you watch his TikTok videos when he's got like the somebody's background behind him, like oh, the yeah. Instagram page or the numbers or or an article, and he's like coming in and out of the green screen, yep. you know, because he's not using a green screen. Yeah, he's literally just using whatever the app offers, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times he's in these circles and he's walking, and these people are and and you see them just like record. Yep. And so this is really the the true version of when we say go out and just do it just hit the record button on your phone it doesn't matter how good or how bad the quality is it's really how good or bad is the content of what you're putting out there and if you realize that people are judging that you know yeah you're gonna have some people say oh man your camera sucks Mm. well hey i'm working with what i got (laughs) right but guess what the guy who's also commenting that says your camera sucks Guess what? Because of his comment, you just now saw your post increase to at least 10 to 15 other people's feed. Right. And now other people are going to come in and be like, you know what? I didn't care about the the camera or the, you know, whatever. Now I see what you're about. I'm a fan. Let me hit that like button. Subscribe. What else you got? I can't wait to hear the next thing. And so. Yes, it is a great feeling when you have higher likes, when you have content that is hitting, but it is so much more rewarding when somebody says, you know what, keep up what you're doing. Yeah, but I think also when you think about that with these heavy hitters and these quick hitters that some people get, they're not ready for that growth piece. They're not ready for what's to come. And it's very interesting because uh, content is profit. The brothers on there were talking about the fact that for podcasting, you have everything that you need already. You have your phone, the the mic and all that. It doesn't have to be perfect, 
just put it out there. But think about how many people limit themselves because they're looking at everybody else and they're comparing themselves. And you're looking at these people that have these high-end studios. They're like, I can't do it because I don't have that. (laughs) You don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need it. Get over yourself. You don't need it. Okay. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to tell people that, but if you're listening, repeat after me. I don't need high-end equipment to be effective. I don't need the best equipment to be effective. I just need to go out and do it. Get over yourself because, trust me, you're not that important, right? No matter how big of you think that you are in the story, you are one of billions of people, okay? Now, with that because we're on even ground now, right? And you pull yourself back down, you know, gravity setting back in, realize now that you have a, an entire world of billions of people mm. that can now listen to your content because you brought yourself down. Yeah. Well, I think, so there, I've talked about this on the last episode, the listening app. And it's one of the interesting things because I was actually playing on the app and you can go, on there, go to these different podcasts and clip things that really resonated with you. And then you're able to put a description and all that. So it's an interesting thing because as the communities build on this platform to see what resonates with different people, it will be very interesting to actually start seeing those clips that pop up and really being able to track what are those things that you're speaking on? What are those things that you're saying that really hits heavy for somebody? Or it could be this clip right here is the stupidest thing ever. Why would they talk about this? What is going on here? But it does allow you to give your own perspective and whatnot. Business incest. Mm. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. Someone's going to come across this and be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Well, the, the app, and I'll put a link because we do have a link on there. It's uh, Podopilo, uh, P-O-D-O-P-O-L-O. So very interesting and whatnot. But I think it's a, it's going to be a game changer for that oh, to I be it's a pot of polo something polo, of that polo, polo yeah pot of polo. polo um but polo, yeah polo. yeah so it, yeah. it's a it's an interesting thing but it's a very unique approach um and so i know we're supposed to have a conversation with them on monday kind of get more insight on the platform and see what it will do but they're trying to help increase the reach and the um, overall capability to reach a different uh, community and whatnot. So it'll be interesting on what comes out of this. Yeah. I want to shift a little bit to something here because, you know, a lot of times the conversations, they kind of formulate going through. <laughs> so a lot of time and thought has been pieced together by sleepless nights um, on this topic. And oh, yeah, is this also when you're up at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning? You know, sometimes, <laughs> uh, some of it's just, you know, like, you know how a lot of times people ask you something and you want to formulate the perfect answer, <laughs> but then you're like, you know what, we just don't have time for this today because that, of many reasons. Or is it the flip side where you're like, shit, I should have gave this response and then six hours later it pops up for you. You're like, that's the response I wanted to give. Right, right. Yeah, you're like, you're like, thanks, Zuck. He could have given that to me in the algorithm earlier. No, but seriously, when that question comes up to me of 
well, how did you build this? Mm. How did you, how do you even get started? Right? Like when someone's like, oh, well you do so many things. How do you keep up? Where do you find the time? Blah, blah, blah. You know? And ultimately I, I had a real honest answer when I went to lunch this past week. And I think that it was the first time that it made sense to me too. Mm. Right. And honestly, like growing up, I watched my dad take a lot of side hustles, a lot mm. of side jobs. Um, for him, work was his outlet, having to raise three damn kids in a house by himself. <laughs> like, I get it now. As a father, I'm like, babe, when are you coming home? Yeah. Right? Um, you know, and there's certain days, like, you know, it's not that I pawn my my kid off to my wife. We have plenty of uh, father-son days, and, you know, we have family nights. Uh, but there are just certain days when you're at capacity. Mm. And I'm sure raising three of us almost uh, I think we're all teenagers at the household at one point together mm-hmm. that he was at capacity a lot well wow, okay right I also know how uh wild I was you know running around the damn house like I used to run into the couch and throw my body into it just because I could and then I would take off and run down the hallway and come back and do it again and I would do that for hours Right for no apparent reason other than the fact that just hear the thud of the couch hit the hit the wall. The noise. Yeah. Um, man, my brother used to like WrestleMania me. Like he was Undertaker and or I mean uh, the um Andre the Giant Warrior uh. and lift me above his head and just drop us. Right. <laughs> like I remember he also he used to love playing pranks. So I remember our my sister's room and my room were adjacent mm. so he would tie like a, a jump rope so when one door opened it closed the other one wow, yeah. you know it was all kinds of stuff that like you you know it's not like the ipads and stuff like that yeah we yeah. had a nintendo but you know we had a sick genesis but it wasn't the same as kind of like you know the time spent outside and with people i mean but ultimately what i'm saying is like this thought of how do you get started Mm. on a side hustle how do you get started on transitioning careers or getting to you know taking that leap and ultimately i think that you have to really just realize that where you're headed Mm. is going to be the same direction that you're at now you basically have one single line Mm. if you stay stagnant that is truly the definition of stagnant so your pay is probably going to be within a range, yeah. right? In fact, your position or your title, if you're working a nine to five, probably has a range of pay, yeah. right? Meaning that you cannot exceed that amount unless you go to a different level. Well, and then you'll also see some of these people that get extra responsibilities, but the pay doesn't ever increase Correct. with it too. Correct. So I think, and, and we've talked about it, like if you're comfortable in a nine to five and that's who you are, love it embrace it but understand the the cap that happens here and so it's a very interesting thing when you look at that correct so when you look at that graph bar right Mm -hmm. if you're in this range and you're slowly escalating every year what happens then when you hit that Mm -hmm. flat line right yeah again your cap in that ceiling versus somebody who has the ability to pick and choose where they spend their time, how they do yeah. that, and now are uncapped. Yes, it may look crazy. I mean, you may see more dips before you see the peaks. Yeah. But essentially, eventually, they will surpass you, right? Yeah. So 
that's one identifier right off the bat of is not only how you go about doing something, but realizing that you are no longer capped. Mm. That's a huge benefit for most people, the game changer, yeah. right? Well, I think when you think about that, though, too, if somebody gets into that realm that they start finding things that will allow them not to be capped, what does that do for them when they're building that legacy, when they're putting out what they want to have left on Earth when they're gone? But I think that's also somebody that has that different thought process because a lot of times somebody that is comfortable and likes their nine to five, there's not a lot of creativity there. And so it's harder to think outside the box to do some things differently. And so I think that's also where you come across these individuals that are doing big things and creating the legacy because of having that uncapped mindset. So I I would reword that. I wouldn't say that there's limited creativity because it's just that creativity doesn't do well being in a box Mm. right so those who are very creative will not survive very long in that corporate setting Mm. because they're constantly being told what to do and that conflicts with who they are uh, and the creative mind now business solutions coming outside the box you can still be that in that nine to five realm and that's where you see a lot of successful people right that's where you see people who are innovative within that business realm or in that corporate setting. And those people tend to fly through the ladders pretty quickly. But there are so many different mitigating factors that people don't talk about. Mm. Education. No. You can be capped and not go next level for simply not having a degree or years experience but how are you supposed to get those years experience if you can't go next level it's such a crazy thing when you think about that though too it's like you need the experience but we're not gonna give you an opportunity and it's it's one of these things that people will be like well here's six years of numbers and i'm like okay i understand it's hard to argue with numbers but there are outliers there are things that will buck that trend And so it's like you can't be hard pressed on trying to have the numbers protect you. It's not that's not how this works. Like we're human. Humans are unique creatures. So here's the thing that what bothers me the most about the corporate world. Okay, again, if you love it, Mm -hmm. great. Honestly, I'm jealous uh, in a lot of ways, because (laughs) if I could just go and work a nine to five and shut down and just leave work at work, I would be so happy on some days. But I'm not knocking you for being in that realm or enjoying that. In fact, I I envy it in in so many ways. But here is a concept that is going to blow people out of the water, right? And honestly, I hope somebody steals it and runs with it sooner rather than later. Mm. But what pisses me off about the corporate world is that they pick and choose Mm. and fit it so that way it still boxes people in to fit the goal of of the business side with the shareholders right and what i mean by that is they can set goals for you right and they have these smart goals or whatever all these different uh ideas of goals that they have but then it became well now it's a race against yourself Mm. right so that way we didn't make people feel inferior right then there's well hey we will help you with a get a college degree right but until then you're still not eligible 
to rank up, even though you're willing to go and work on yourself and, yeah. and do all that. But by proving that you're willing to go to school and get the education and still do this job very well, where we're still continuously applying more work on you, only then yeah. have will you have proven to us that maybe you're eligible to break this cap. Mentorship. Oh, my God. You assign one person to 25 different people in the, in the call centers. Yeah. And you expect somebody to, for one hour a week after you sit there and talk about all the things that they did negatively or all the things that they could have improved upon, but then expect to highlight the one thing that maybe they did good on that phone call and take that and be enough for them to go into the rest of the week. Yeah. No, that is not how we take care of people. That is us taking care of the entity, the enterprise, right? Imagine if you go to work and your first day of orientation, somebody says, Hey, we actually have a mentor for you assigned already. If it's not a great fit, you let us know. But this person is actually serves in leadership. And his goal is really to make one, make you feel comfortable so you know somebody here. Mm. But also, this is somebody who's been here that is striving and doing very well. And we want you to learn from them. Whatever you decide to do moving forward, whatever your career path is, if you decide to stay with the company long term, you will at least have gained the mentorship and the knowledge to be successful at the next level. Mm. You will now have gained insight. But guess what? If I'm getting that and that's my first day and I'm going through and then I'm saying this guy's thriving and he was in my shoes not too long ago, I have a big buy-in into the company. Yeah, I have a big buy-in into, well, how long did it take you to get there? Oh, three years? Shoot, man. Maybe I can do that in three years, right? Yeah. It's a whole different process. And now it's not, oh, well, I have to stay because benefits. Mm-hmm. I have to stay yeah. long enough to get my bonus, <laughs> right? Instead, it's like, no, I'm staying because I'm getting mentorship and I've never had that anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Well, I think it's a, it's an interesting thing because you'll have uh, some individuals that end up becoming what's known as dream managers. But I think you still have a lot of companies that still are lacking in that spot, really talking to the employees, finding what drives them and helping them go achieve these things outside of work. Because if you have people that are having this buy-in for them as an individual and helping them go after these dreams, things are going to be completely different because they're going to be hungry by going and achieving things outside of the work life. But they know that somebody does truly care about them and trying to help them out. But I think it's uh, one of those things too, that bringing somebody that's outside of the company to fill that role because you don't have somebody that's got the rose color uh, colored glasses on and they they drank the Kool-Aid. Dude, I'm shaking my head yes, absolutely, a million times. I'm like headbanging over here uh, with a yes on that because the number one thing of where most employees struggle is it's a safety net. Mm -hmm. But most of them, and again, my background is in call center experience, so this is where a a big portion of, of my mind and my heart goes to is most people work in a setting that they don't feel safe. Mm. They don't feel safe enough to give you honest feedback. They don't feel safe enough to go to that swinging door or that open door policy that you may have or have said that you've had, but never really showcased. Yeah. And so when you talk about these things and you try to promote these things, how many town halls, how many meetings (laughs) have you gone to with these people? And at the end of the presentation, 
anybody have any questions and you get crickets yeah right but as soon as you go back home after you pre you presented at this you have millions of questions of emails of people because they were afraid to ask you yeah. during the meeting i have to laugh at that because coming from the uh, military when you have commanders call and whatnot You'll have people that will ask questions, but then everybody's pissed at them because the commander's call has gone so long. And now you have people asking questions and you get people that are giving them the death stare because they're like, I'm sick and tired of this. Let's move forward. So it is a very interesting dynamic when you see the differences and whatnot. Um, but I have to laugh because there's always memes and whatnot. And then like there's different individuals that have retired from the military and you see them make sketch or comedy sketches and whatnot. And you just start laughing. You're like, yep. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Like there's, I hate to feel like that I'm becoming my father in so many ways, but you know, it is the most cliche thing. But when you truly think about it, you know, this thing is single-handedly the thing that stuck out to mo the most to me growing up is uh, my dad had two dadisms that have really stuck out. Mm. Uh, the first one says you don't know anything because you don't do anything. Mm. Um, that still hurts today when I think <laughs> about that, you know, uh, but it's so true, yeah. right? Um, the more that you go and explore the world, the more that you have the opportunity to learn. Mm. Uh, but the other one is uh, the truth makes you laugh or cry. <laughs> and when you hear honest truths you watch people's reactions yeah. they will either break down in tears because they're finally facing what they've been hiding for a long time or they can only laugh because they then realize what you're saying to them is so true and that is their only reaction to it very few people will stare at you blank in the face with an empty look to be like no that's not true no they will either start breaking down or they will start laughing their way to to figure it out when was the last time that a corporate office was forced to make themselves laugh or cry about a situation? Hardly ever. <laughs> because on the surface level, they can do everything, but they don't really want to rock the boat too mm. much, right? And if they truly wanted feedback, why would they send surveys and polls through emails or you know um, through a link? Rather than having a third party come and say, hey. It's because they can control that. Because they can always tie it back to figure out who said what. Yep. And they can then read uh, rid of the problem solver or problem makers or the people who are truly trying to make impact and or uh, raise the noise and things like that. And to them, that is not okay. Mm. And such a sad thing when you think about that. But it is what it is. That's where... As entrepreneurs, individuals that are doing big things, it's you just make the culture shift, you make the change. But here's the crazy part, right? I'm an entrepreneur talking about these things for the people in this nine to five. I'm the one having this conversation for them. Why do they not have an advocate? Why is nobody standing up and sticking up for them in the corporate world? <laughs> Something to think about, guys. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, very true. It's one of those things that I think it's just you you gotta stand stand for something. And if you're gonna go rock the boat, you know, okay, here we go. Um, but if you can stand firm and you can take the punches, I think people respect you more for that by doing that, even though a lot of times it doesn't happen. You know what? I'm gonna put this out there. <laughs> I am willing to go on a year long journey with major companies. Yeah. I will sit there with your frontliners. I will teach them the skill sets that I know to make them better. I will teach your leadership in terms of how to 
uh, really bridge that gap. Mm. Um, and it's not by being a friend, but it's also not by being a stern dictator. Yeah. Um, I will go and sit with your operations and the decision makers um, and the higher ups, and I will go through your HR and I will be able to point out all the things that you could do that would make you much more profitable. Now, you may think that you have all those things in place, right? And yeah. that you've had people who work the corporate ladder and who love the company. Here's the thing is I'm not really against corporate, right? There are a lot of people who support their families working a nine to five job. And yeah. I love that. What I don't love is that there are a lot of people who are suffering mental health mm. because they're tied and don't have many options because they've been suppressed in opportunity because they didn't have a degree. They've been suppressed in opportunity because they never had access to mentorship. Mm. They've been suppressed because they've never seen what the next level up is. So they're not inspired. Yeah. I will go on this journey with you to pinpoint exactly. And I will help you turn morale around. I will help you build a culture that will make sure that people want to go there. And I will instill more opportunities for you as leadership to maintain and retain but also find hidden gems mm. to go into those next leadership roles and sustain your company for yeah. the long term. Now, I think that's huge just because it's it's a different perspective. It's a clean slate because you have somebody coming out from outside the organization that's not been jaded, that doesn't have that I have to have loyalty toward the, towards the corporation or whatnot. Like, this is huge because... It's given a different perspective. It's getting a fresh set of eyes in there. And that's the thing. Sometimes you become centered to the everything and you don't see what you need to see. And so by having that outside perspective, it really does help out because it opens up stuff that you're blind to because you're centered in that storm. Yeah. And I think people just need to realize that uh, people's career paths, it's not a marriage. Mm. They don't have to be there until death does them apart. Yeah. They and if people knew that, if people treated it as such, and if people were taught that, uh, honestly, you would might build a higher following and a higher retention rate by letting people know we are setting you up for success for whatever yeah. that next level is. And we've talked about this all the time. How many times have people become entrepreneurs out of spite mm, yeah. instead of out of love <laughs> and or appreciation? I promise you, the guy that comes and says, you know what this blank 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 corporation or business um gave me all the necessary tools and training mm. to be able to go ahead and launch this in fact they are their partner because i trusted them so much and they helped me with the funding oh, yeah. but i owe them in so many ways true yeah well this is <laughs> this it goes back to the whole whole episode is the, the conversation piece the power of conversation what is the ideal route or what's the reason for the conversation taking place right right and so hopefully as legacy ninjas are listening to this they start auditing and they start looking at the conversations that they're having with themselves <laughs> with other people and really seeing if there's an adjustment that needs to be made or what the whatever can help them level up to that next level absolutely and you know i, I almost feel like that we should upgrade and maybe change from legacy ninjas to the legacy warriors because ninjas have a tendency to be silent mm. make uh you know uh, be unknown unseen and still complete the task but really 
who our appeal to and who we're speaking to are the legacy warriors, the movers and shakers, the ones mm. who want to actually go and do something different. And I feel like that if you are listening to this podcast and you've made it this far that you've probably made it this far because something resonates mm. because you're feeling a certain way because you're maybe wavering on terms of how do i go next level yeah and i would encourage you to seek out and just talk to local entrepreneurs and business owners now i think and it is one of those things that when you look at it it's the pivot piece so ninjas are in the background in the shadows trying not to be seen or heard and whatnot and when you think about that warrior piece they're loud. They will go and they run into battle head first. Cause destruction wherever it needs to be. Sometimes they're a bull in the China shop, which that's where I I fall in perfectly there. <laughs> so I think it's uh you can see just even with the show and the episodes and what we have, it's just that switch. And so it is one of those things that it can happen right on the spot, which right now, I guess we're flipping over from ninjas now to warriors, which well, I think it's huge. Yeah, well, nothing, you know, obviously a good army is going to have a bit of both, right? You got yeah. your frontliners, you got your backliners, you got, you know, even our military can't thrive off just one. That's why we have the different branches uh, and happy Veterans Day to all those who have served and are serving. But, um, you know, I think when we look at essentially the shift really sitting and we're providing gold for mm -hmm. people uh we're thought provoking i think for a lot of people who are listening and maybe maybe you've been a ninja maybe you've been sitting here in the shadows listening and thinking you know what maybe i'm not going to uh message those guys or maybe i'm not gonna hit the follow on this up because maybe it was too real yeah right maybe it was just what you needed to hear for the moment um we're thankful no matter what but what you have to do at some point is you have to dig deep and take a look really in the mirror. You have to look at uh, kind of what you're made of and you have to see if you're willing to take a chance on who you are. Oh, yeah. And I think that if you are on the cusp or if you're in that situation, maybe it's worth having a conversation as well. Yeah. So if you do want to have a conversation, go ahead and send us an email at tunatorsons at gmail.com. We have a new email address, but we're still trying to remember what that is. So if you want to have a conversation or there's something coming up, send us an email. Let's just have a conversation to help you excavate or dig through because as an individual, all this garbage is piled up or you're centered to the storm and it's hard to see outside of that. So by just having the conversation, it does open up to uh, be able to look at things differently. So like I said, send us an email at tunatorsons at gmail.com. Uh, let's have the conversation and let's help you move forward and make a bigger impact of what you want to create and what you want to see. I'll jump in the pool with you. Let's go. <laughs> so other than that, we enjoy allowing us to be on your journey, to be here with you. Um, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode our legacy warriors let's go out and make some noise